0: Welcome to the Dildorks Dorky Discourse on Sex, Dating, and Masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I've been writing about sex toys professionally for almost 12 years. Oh my god. That's like nearly half my life. That's really wild. Who are you, friend?
1: I'm Billy. I'm a sex educator and porn maker, and I haven't written about or talked about sex toys professionally in a minute, but I still just have deeply held opinions about them
0: (laughs) i feel like that's a very hard thing to shake like even if you're no longer engaging with them on a daily basis
1: (laughs) although i do feel like my opinions have oh my voice just did a thing there we're gonna push through it um (laughs) i do feel like my opinions around sex toys have kind of softened and loosened a little bit in that like i understand what is less than ideal but tolerable and how to, like, mitigate risk without eliminating it and, like, the cost barriers that go into these things and, like, I think I have a bit more of a human approach to it, whereas, like, when I first started out, I was very rigid in, like, no, there are rules around how you take <laughs> care of sex toys and what kinds you need to use and all these things. And, like, yeah. My views have softened, I guess, or grown a little bit, and also I still have, I still have opinions—pretty like <laughs> strong opinions. <laughs>
0: yeah, that that makes me think about. I forget why this came up, but I was talking to my spouse the other day about how sex educators and especially like in sex store retail, people love to use the phrase "meet people where they're at," mm-hmm. and I do feel like that has been a big shift in the time that I've been in this industry as well is like Mm -hmm. yeah i used to much more aggressively tell people like do not get shitty low quality porous day late written toys if you can't find or can't afford toys that are actually good quality then just don't get toys and now i'm like Mm -hmm. "Ah, the thing is that's that's basically in many ways the same as like abstinence only sex education like people are gonna do it anyway you have to give them the info that they need to do it safely so exactly but anyway, this is a general sex toys episode. I've been getting a lot of sex toy questions lately where I'm like, I feel like a lot of people are curious about some of these things and I uh, just feel like talking about sex toys this week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm always down to talk about sex toys.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm going to start with a question from our Discord. One listener was wondering, what is the best butt plug to have in for long periods of time.
1: Enjoy pure plugs.
0: Yep. Don't, don't even need to think about it. Just,
1: <laughs> sorry, uh, I know we were talking about meeting people where they're at. <laughs> yeah, okay. There is one correct answer, and it is the enjoy pure plug. Sorry. I can yeah, go into so, why, but... Yeah.
0: <laughs> here's the thing. With butt plugs, I interviewed Dr. Evan Goldstein recently, who's an anal surgeon, and he is very... Oh, resources that- with
1: sources and <laughs> i just have opinions no go on
0: <laughs> yeah did i mention that i'm a journalist um and he was talking about how oftentimes people will use butt plugs as like warm-up for anal sex but they don't realize mm-hmm. that really what you need in order for that to work is for the neck of the butt plug to be relatively wide rather than being like super skinny like a lot of these mm-hmm. necks are but the opposite is kind of true if you are planning on wearing the butt plug for a long time. I think you mm-hmm. do want a slimmer neck for that purpose. Uh, in my experience, even if I'm like well lubed and I'm like relubricating as needed, there's just something about the thicker neck that just like irritates my butthole after, you know, yeah. a couple hours, maybe three or four hours at the most.
1: And so. it doesn't feel as secure either. Mm-hmm. Like, the the way it tapers, like, it's not even a shallow taper. It steeply kind of drops off after you get past the head of the pure plug to a very shallow, or not shallow, a very thin neck. Mm-hmm. And that feels very secure in place. The fact that it's metal is super smooth and means that it's way less likely to irritate. Like, when I wear silicone plugs for any length of time, I have, I have to reapply lube at least once
0: mm-hmm. for
1: like, because they just start to feel kind of abrasive because the lube absorbs and whatever. Yeah. But the metal plug that doesn't really happen to, sometimes I apply a little bit when I go to take it out, but that's about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The weight makes it stay present, right? Like silicone adjusts to your body temperature and this does to some extent too, but because it's heavy you still feel it when you move it doesn't just kind of become background noise after a couple hours you're like still aware of it right and it's just, uh, and the end is not round i don't know why so many butt plugs do the like round like gem base thing that's not oh, what that's yeah. not what butts are shaped like uh, so this like actually fits comfortably between the cheeks and yeah. like isn't yeah and is just easy to wear under clothes and everything you will hear it if you sit down too hard on the subway though it does it does just make a like real noticeable sound right on the like but you know he it's it's fine
0: yeah that's a really good point about stuff digging into your cheeks I feel like oftentimes people don't think about that and that's a very important aspect of it and I agree with you about steel being really smooth and not needing to be re-lubed as much. Like, it kind of seems more intuitive that a silicone toy would be more comfortable for long-term wear because it's squishier, it's softer, it's more Mm -hmm. forgiving. But like you said, I've actually found the opposite where, like, the lube seems to go away quicker. And part of the reason for that is that you can't really use silicone-based lubes with it, Mm -hmm. or at least not in the quantity that I would tend to want to use for an anal toy. And, yeah, it just ends up feeling more abrasive. And so, yeah, I'd say a glass or metal butt plug with like a flat comfy base and mm-hmm. a neck on the thinner side which is the enjoy pure plugs yeah
1: yep i mean maybe the fun factory booty you could get away with sure if you want something at like a lower price point i find i stopped noticing that one after a little while like way faster than i would stop noticing the pure plug I also, there is a, like, small pure plug. I wouldn't (laughs) recommend that one, frankly. It's about the size of a finger, and at the price point the pure plugs are, like, you're going to want something bigger than that so soon afterwards. Like, I would just start with the medium and, like, warm yourself up to that point um, with, like, a finger or a cheaper toy if that really squicks you.
0: Yeah, they do make multiple sizes of the Fun Factory booty now, but I still have just like not really ever liked that shape as much as I like the pure plugs. I think I really yeah. just like the the feeling of steel better.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: On that note, another listener is wondering, what's the best lube to use on a silicone anal toy? And this is tough because like, I do feel like silicone and hybrid lubes are often the best for anal because you get sort of a cushiony feeling and they do tend to last a lot longer than water-based. But a lot of anal toys are silicone and the risks of using a silicone lube on a silicone toy are not always as bad as they've been presented as like we had Mm -hmm. some friends who did this experiment for a sex conference presentation where they put some silicone toys in a Ziploc bag of silicone lube and left them in there for like a long time. And Mm -hmm. they did sort of like expand a little bit and the texture of the surface did change. And this does depend a little bit on like the quality of your toy and the quality of the lube from what I understand. But Mm -hmm. For the most part, I prefer to avoid silicone lubes on silicone toys. And so, like, if I really want to use one, I'll put a condom over it first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but what's your rec for a non-silicone anal lube? All right. Well, it's,
1: I'm going to be cheating because it's not quite non-silicone. But it's the Slickwids Hybrid Lube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like with silk-, silk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got a little bit of silicone in it, which I find really does give it that slickness and make it last longer, but it isn't enough to cause really any risk to the toys. I mean, you can test it a little bit and maybe don't leave it on there for an absurdly long period of time, but like, it's I've never had any issues with it. And I find that lasts a good long time. If you don't want any silicone at all, you can go with liquid with Sassy, or Sutil is a little... Got a little bit of thickness to it, so that might also be good. I'm um, I can't afford that one though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, the only reason that I use so much Sutil is that I've been able to get good deals on it or have some mm. sent to me. Like it is really expensive, but I will say Sutil Rich is my favorite lube of all time. Like for yeah, most purposes, um, it's a water based lube on the thicker side. It has a texture to it that almost feels like silicone but mm-hmm. isn't i don't know how they do that so that's the one i really love and i agree with your recommendation of liquid sassy similarly there's a liquid uh other water-based gel that's called organics gel i think that was my go-to mm-hmm. for quite some time anything like water based lube that's on the thicker side and is more of a gel like consistency is generally going to last longer which is what you want for anal right Okay, more of a philosophical question, I guess. This listener was wondering, if I just use the same toy over and over, should I buy other ones too? Or only if I start using the other ones I have already? Um, So I guess that they're saying that they have a collection of a few toys, but there's one that they just keep using over and over again, which is very relatable to me, even as a person who owns hundreds of toys. Uh Um, What would be your advice to this person? Should they buy more toys?
1: I mean, okay, I'm... (sighs) You know how you have that friend that you call when you want to be talked down from something? <laughs> and you have that friend that you call when you want to be told to just buy the damn thing. <laughs> I I'm, I'm the I'm the second friend.
0: Right. So
1: like yes, buy new sex toys, but <laughs> if you want like a well thought out answer, here's the thing. Sex toy is a wide category of product, right? I have toys that I use for the same thing over and over, right? Each toy that I use regularly fills a specific hole. <laughs> That's, okay. You know?
0: Figuratively and sometimes I'm literally. i again. Yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, we'll leave it. Okay. It fills a specific <laughs> role. Um I have a favorite vibrator, right? I have a favorite G-spot toy. I have a... F- Toy that I really like for when I want to feel particularly stretched out. I have a toy that I really like for if I'm DPing myself. I have a toy that's really great for if I want my boyfriend to strap on and fuck me really hard without worrying about destroying my cervix, right? All of those toys are worth having. I also have plenty of other toys that I thought were going to do something and didn't do that thing or that seemed kind of cool. And you never, like, I wound up just not going for them. Like, maybe they do do the thing they said, and I realized I just don't care about that thing, right? Like suction toys. I don't know. (laughs) Right? I have some toys that I won't touch for months or years at a time until someone has a particular idea, and I go, oh, (laughs) I have something for that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I have some other toys that I just acquired and turns out they do something really cool that i wanted you know so yes i think it is i'm off on a tangent now because i just love talking about toys um (laughs) but yes if you are looking at a toy and trying to decide if you want to buy it or not i say go for it but a good question to ask could be like does this do I expect this to replace a toy I have or do I expect it to fill a different need? What am I looking for this toy to do? And it might make more sense to get toys that do different things for you versus the one that you've found to be kind of your go-to for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you know, may not get it on your first try, but you may find some other cool shit along the way. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I would start by looking at the toys in your collection that you don't really use and ask mm. yourself why that is. Um, because sometimes, like you said, it's just like, I'm not really into that type of stimulation, it turns out, or I just, it doesn't really fit into my existing sex life. But sometimes it's like, well, I would use this type of toy, except this one, like the handle is hard to hold on to, or I don't like the buttons Mm. or it's too Mm -hmm. buzzy or something like that. And if it's something smaller like that, you can probably find a version that's different that would do what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I think that when you consume sex positive media like our show, sometimes it can normalize the idea of like having a massive sex toy collection and like buying a bunch of toys. And you really don't need to do that. Um, I think the dream for most people is to have a few toys that do what you want them to do really well. But unfortunately, we do sometimes have to go through like a trial and error process to find what those are. Mm hmm you didn't mention what the toy is that you're using over and over again, or what the toys are that you already have. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for some suggestions, I think often regardless of anatomy gender, sexuality, or stimulation preferences, probably most people can find something that feels good to do with the Magic One Rechargeable and the Enjoy Mm -hmm. Pure Wand. Those would be my two top recommendations for just, like, across the board. This will probably work for you in some way. Obviously Mm -hmm. not going to work for everybody, but those are great ones to have in your collection.
1: I'm going to mention the Vixkin toys, too. Mm -hmm. If you want a good, like, realistic dildo, those are Incredible, I like how this went from I was like, yeah, buy the fucking toy. You're like, maybe <laughs> buy the toy if it makes sense. Uh-huh. But also these are the ones you should buy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that there's like a thing that happens with sex toys where you just have this fantasy in your head of like how magical the orgasms could be and everything. Mm-hmm. And you just want to keep looking for something that feels better. But if you already have a toy that you really like, it's unlikely or, or difficult anyway that you'll find another one that you like better. Like there's just so many toys out there. Yeah. And I think the better thing to do is just like iterate on what you're already doing and like add in something that you don't already have a toy that does that or does it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think also like remembering what I was talking about earlier of like making sure if you are adding something to your collection, you're looking for it to do a particular thing. You're not just like, this is going to be the best orgasm machine ever. Like I'm buying a sex toy because I want to spice things up or something. Right. Like Mm -hmm. make sure that it is going to stand out in your collection and hopefully either fill a need that like your, one of your existing toys doesn't do well or do something that you don't have Something that does that already.
0: (laughs) I think that sentence made sense. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when you're going to Home Depot, you're not like, oh, I need another tool in my collection. What do they have? I'll look around and take a look. It's usually like, oh, I need a version of this particular product did i just call the products at home depot toys a second ago i wasn't paying attention to myself (laughs)
1: no no i don't think that face was because i do think that is how (laughs) my father moves through the world i think he walks into home depot and goes
0: hmm what
1: don't i own yet
0: right but i think most people are like if they're like i need a table saw they're gonna do research and find out what is the best table saw and it does work better to take that approach with toys where you're like i want a g-spot dildo okay what's the best g-spot dildo And then you do research on that Right. We were talking about orgasms a second ago and we did get a listener question that was what toys give you the best orgasms? And I think this is an interesting point because a lot of times when we're talking about what makes a sex toy good, we're probably focusing more on like overall pleasure than on orgasms. Mm -hmm. And we're also thinking about things like ease of use. Do we like the aesthetic? That kind of thing. But if we're talking about specifically orgasms, I feel like that's a bit of a different question. What do you think about this?
1: Yeah, I think it's a tricky one to answer and it's hard to quantify. So what is coming to mind are the toys that give me like the most distinct orgasms, Mm -hmm. right? Because like there are types of orgasms that I associate with specific toys, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like the way I come squirting from the pure wand is different from pretty much any other toy right Mm -hmm. i can squirt using other toys sometimes it doesn't happen all that often but even when i do it doesn't feel quite the same as the pure wand something about the weight of it and the pressure is like a very intensely g-spot focused orgasm from that Mm
0: -hmm. and it
1: feels a little bit like pushing a button
0: yeah i think that firm toys for me tend to like internally tend to result in more intense orgasms even if they like don't always feel better than softer toys like Mm -hmm. throughout like it's just something about like the muscle squeezing around something really firm like knocks the breath out of me in this really intense way
1: yeah I would say a spot stuff similarly Mm -hmm. is a very like deep and distinct orgasm and for me I think the outlaw is usually really good for that especially because it's so thick like it's not as thin and pointed in the tip as a spot things often can or should be Mm -hmm. um but because it's so thick it does manage to get really a spotty yeah um especially when i'm like when my partner has it strapped on and i'm like really turned on and can take it particularly deep Mm -hmm. Like, I would say that's probably also up there with, like, particularly overwhelming orgasms.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm taking a break from vibrators right now. Uh, I'm on Mm -hmm. day four of a 14-day break. I'm going to talk about that more in the bonus episode after it's done. But one thing I've been noticing, because I've been keeping a journal, which is what my partner assigned me to do, on things i notice while taking a break from vibrators and Mm -hmm. my orgasms have mostly been either just my hand on my clit or that plus a dildo inside me Mm -hmm. and it's actually amazing how much weaker the orgasms are like i am interested to see if that changes as the two weeks go on like is it the kind of thing that will sort of level off after a certain amount of time as sensitivity gets raised Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's something about especially like a really rumbly vibrator that provides a consistency that just makes it easier for me to have stronger orgasms. And I think yeah. the quintessential one that I think of there is, again, the magic one rechargeable. The other thing that comes to mind for me is the Oscillator, which is mm-hmm. not exactly a vibrator. It oscillates instead of vibrating, which is sort of a semantic difference some people say but um i find that the sensation seems to go deeper into my body and result in Mm -hmm. orgasms that feel like they're still clitoral orgasms but they feel like they encompass the whole clitoral network and are really like breathtaking orgasms in a way that i don't get with like any other clitoral toy Mm -hmm. um And then, like I said, like something really firm and I agree with you, like a spot simulation can lead to much more intense orgasms for me. So my favorite toy for that, sadly, no longer available. The fucking sculpture's double trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm so sad that this isn't available anymore because it's my favorite dildo of all time. It gives me orgasms that are just like unlike anything else I've ever tried. Like those orgasms where you're like struggling to breathe and open your eyes for like five to 10 minutes after. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, Okay.
1: So honorable or dishonorable mention, I guess to um, another toy that has like, gives me really distinct orgasms, but I hate them, (laughs) which does have its time and place to be fair.
0: Right.
1: Um, But it is, it's not even a specific toy. It's most of the suction based toys. Mm-hmm. Because it is, if the pure wand is a like 100% G-spot, that is 100% clitoral or dick-focused orgasm. And like I, you ever had an orgasm that feels like an exorcism?
0: Yeah. It's,
1: it's those, it's like it just needs to be removed from you and it ha- it just happens really without your input at all. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's a lot. It's like I wouldn't even say necessarily pleasant. It's just the need to come becomes so unpleasant that you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh and for those who don't know, I think what you're talking about here is Pressure Wave Toys, which is like yeah. mm-hmm. it uses these rhythmic air pulses which sometimes creates sort of a suctiony effect and it's also sort of like a tapping sensation. Mm-hmm. Um it's really hard to describe until you feel it, but I agree with you. I feel like the orgasms from those are really weird and like sometimes they happen when I'm not expecting them to, which mm-hmm. is not a very common experience for me. They often happen before I'm ready for them emotionally <laughs> um, emotionally I'm not
1: prepared
0: yeah and and yeah sometimes they're like low-key painful or uncomfortable Uh huh. and when I see people talking online about like I love these toys and like I came so hard and like my soul was sucked out of my clit or whatever I'm like I'm happy for you but also I just I don't really get like why I have this reaction to it like I have right. some that I like including the Lalo Sela, which I largely like because the mouth is big so that it's more so stimulating like my clitoral shaft than like directly on the tip of my clit, which is just too intense for me. Yeah. Um, But even with that type of toy, like I just don't feel like I have as much control over when I come as I do with the standard vibrator, which doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like it would matter. But like I do find orgasms are stronger if I have more control over when they happen, (laughs) if that makes sense. Right. No,
1: agreed. Yeah. No, I'm 100% on everything you said.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. A lot yeah. of people really like them. And I'm happy for yeah. those people. And um, I do
1: wonder, like, for how many people that degree of intensity is hot. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it is like a very intense experience. Neither of us are arguing that. It's yeah. just, I've had better sex than that, is the thing.
0: <laughs> and yeah. if
1: you don't come regularly that like maybe that intensity is and I don't know I mean also maybe pe- some people just like that flavor of orgasm and like yeah. prefer very clit focused stimulation right I'm a very g-spotty person if you're not doing stuff to my whole I'm not having as great a time as I could be um mm. but yeah I am curious for how many people who like aren't coming regularly something that makes an orgasm happen almost whether you want it to or not with that kind of intensity is particularly exciting in and of itself you know
0: yeah and I know a lot of people like to masturbate like right before sleep or whatever Mm -hmm. to release tension to help them sleep and like if I want to get off quickly yeah sometimes those are the ideal tool for it but yeah I would rather it feel good for me (laughs) (laughs) and uh, this actually leads into another listener question which is about the womanizer premium too which is one of the most high-end pressure wave toys. And this person was just asking if it's mm. worth getting. Um, here's my spiel about um, that. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? No, I I feel like I just I just spent like 10 <laughs> minutes shitting on the toy. And now I should be like, yes, absolutely, buy that sex toy, yeah. as I sold myself as that friend earlier.
0: <laughs> so. Well. Because of what we've been saying about how this sensation can be very divisive and very different from other types of sex toys, I always tell people start with a much cheaper one because mm-hmm. you do not want to be spending like $200 on a toy that you end up hating. The one I usually tell people to try is the Satisfier Pro 2, which is like $40 to $50, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. pretty good for that price point. It'll definitely give you a sense, I think, of whether you like this type of sensation and whether you maybe want to upgrade to a better one. I like the Womanizer Premium 2. I think it is worthy of its price point, although, as I said, like I still prefer one with a larger nozzle because I find that it's less scarily intense on the very tip of my clit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one really cool thing about the Womanizer Premium 2 is that it has the autopilot function, which is a surprisingly well-designed function where the toy will sort of control itself, essentially, and take you through some like pre-programmed, um, I don't okay. even know what to call them, like programs of like – it sounds like it would just be sort of random and inefficient. But I think that they actually have designed these so that they're not random. They actually feel like you're being taken on a journey similarly to how a partner would like take you through uh, okay. the journey of arousal and building arousal. And So there's, like an
1: incredibly long drawn out pattern essentially?
0: Yes. Um, okay. But there's a lot of times in it when it's staying relatively steady Right. And there's three different settings of it. So there's one that's like more in the like bottom third of intensity and one that's in the middle Mm. and one that's like the top third. So it works as you like move through the arousal process. The only thing Mm -hmm. with that is like it is more random, obviously, than if you were just controlling the toy yourself. So like I tend to not stick with that mode all the way through to orgasm. But I do find that mode really cool. and I think it works better than a lot of other toys that have tried to do a similar thing like it actually mm-hmm. does feel somewhat like a person is touching you and that there's more variation to it and yeah,
1: that's
0: the, really neat yeah and the premium too i think also is just like really classy and sophisticated looking it's pretty ergonomic like i do think if you're wanting to spend like 200 plus dollars on a pressure wave toy it's one of the better ones for sure mm. okay um, and they have it in a beautiful navy. So <laughs> if you're not like super femme gendered, you do not have to get a pink one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of our listeners who is a trans femme was wondering about options for toys for AMAB people. She says, I've got a Hitachi. I've enjoyed Tanga eggs and strokers. I've bought the occasional plug, but I still haven't found anything that excites me or makes me happy as much as you two seem to get excited about stuff like the Enjoy Pure One, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, by the way, have you tried the Enjoy Pure One? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah, I do honestly. think it's it's great for people of all genders and anatomies. Like I said, the only thing is like you have to check if the size would be manageable for you. Um, the smaller ball, I think, goes up to one point two five inches.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Which is probably doable for most people I'd say but uh, you know check the dimensions of toys that have and haven't worked for you to get a sense of whether you'd like that one one thing you didn't mention you said you bought the occasional plug but you didn't mention whether any of them have vibrated I would say it would be worth thinking about like a rumbly powerful prostate vibrator my partner has really enjoyed those and finds that they really intensify orgasms uh, one of our favorites is the Edge which has two motors. One of them is inside for the prostate and one of them is outside for the perineum. I think the angle is adjustable. You can control it from your phone or let someone else control it. I really like that one. And I mean, the magic wand is fantastic. You didn't mention what version of it you have. And I would say if you only have the plug-in one I would consider upgrading to the rechargeable if and when you can because it gives you those two extra speeds on the bottom end I find that the original with its only two speeds which are both very high is just too intense and too buzzy for me and when I'm using the magic one rechargeable which has those two speeds plus two lower speeds I pretty much only use the two lower speeds Um, they are not wimpy like they're like pretty intense for the two lowest speeds of a vibrator uh but i think that that adds a lot of versatility to the choice so i think that would be worth considering
1: also i know literally nothing about this company except i followed them on instagram like a few days ago um but there's a company called trans affirming wear that are making gender affirming wearables and toys for trans women and nbs in brooklyn which is neat Um, And they have a couple of toys that look like they're designed. They're like caps that are designed to go on the magic wand, which Mm. is great. And yeah, a couple other things in their catalog. It looks like so far, I don't know, worth checking it out. Mostly I'm excited about trans-owned companies in my favorite city in the world. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I'll also link in the show notes, uh, a friend of mine, Anna Valens, who's a journalist and a trans woman has written an article, um, about toys that she recommends. So I'll link those in the show notes. Uh, another thing to consider is a vibrator that's like specifically meant for penile stimulation. Um, mm-hmm. I do think probably the magic wand has you covered in this regard because it kind of works on whatever, but there are ones that like actually curve around a shaft, like the Fun Factory Manta or the Hot mm-hmm. Octopus Pulse, and you can kind of focus those more specifically on the frenulum or other sensitive areas, and that might be helpful.
1: And what's nice about those is like you don't have to be able to get hard to use them right. versus something, and they don't feel as much like a stroker mm-hmm. as a... Like a fleshlight would, or whatever, right? It like feels a lot more like using a vibrator, or at least it appears like it would, based on the shape of them.
0: Mm-hmm. One listener was wondering if there's such a thing as a micro penis dildo. Um, because he said that he has a micro penis and he likes to use dildos with his partner, and sometimes she has expressed wanting a dildo that's like closer to his size for when he's like away or whatever. And I looked into this. I was like, that's an interesting question. Never really Mm -hmm. thought about that. So first of all, you could maybe do a -a clone-a-willy. I'm not entirely sure how that would work, uh, but it's a possibility. I'd consider it. You might need to sort of Mm -hmm. adapt the equipment that they give you in some way, but um, they could probably advise you on that, actually. The company that makes it, they're usually pretty good about answering questions. Mm -hmm. The other thing I found is Uber Eme, who I love their dildos. Um, they make a product called the Dildo Tip, which is yeah. a, <laughs> it says on the website, a very small dildo, not really a sex toy. Um, they want you to know, because I guess people sometimes buy this expecting it to be usable as a sex toy. And like, it really is just like, I don't know, maybe a couple inches. Yeah, mm. insertable length is an inch and three quarters. So for, <laughs> they have in all caps, not harness compatible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because you'd lose too much length. Uh, I think that the reason that they repeatedly say not really a sex toy is that they've probably had people like try to buy it and be disappointed with it. But I think if you're going for a micro penis dildo, this is probably exactly the kind of thing that you want. And I'll put a link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, The only other thing that came to mind is like, you can look at some Packers and especially companies that make custom ones, you can probably get a particularly firm density on one of their smaller designs that are designed to be usually softer. Mm-hmm. And like that might do the trick. Like I love Gender Cat, um, but there are a couple of different options out there making them. So you can look into
0: something like that. One listener was wondering, do I need a toy cleaner? Uh, no. no, you you do not. Um, (laughs) When I worked sex toy retail, one of the two shops that I've worked at, they were very insistent that we would always have to try to sell people toy cleaner along with their new toy. And I mean, probably one of the reasons I got fired is like I just kept pushing back against a lot of store policy things like this Uh that I just felt were uh somewhere between scammy and harmful (laughs) like i i would like whisper to people on the dl i'd be like you could get a toy cleaner but a gentle soap and water is better and cheaper
1: um the thing that gets me is most of the toy cleaners on the instructions the last step is wash with soap and water
0: (laughs) so why right why
1: are we doing any of this
0: Yeah, I think that these are largely marketed toward... By the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's usually like a spray-on product. You spritz it onto the toy. Sometimes you're supposed to leave it on there, and sometimes you're supposed to either rinse it off or wash it off, as you said. And I Mm -hmm. think that a large part of why they're so popular is that a lot of people are in a living situation where they don't want to take their toys with them from the bedroom to the bathroom or whatever the situation is because they don't want people seeing them or whatever, which I get. I just think it's cheaper and better if you just find a way to make that journey. And like the thing that I used to do is I would wear when I was living at home, I would wear a bathrobe that had big pockets and I would just fill (laughs) my pockets with the toys I needed Uh to wash and it was totally fine, not a big deal. Um yeah. The thing with these toy cleaners is at I- best they provide a little cleaning that's comparable to soap and water and at worst they're not doing a very good job cleaning and they may be introducing stuff into your holes that is not good for your holes uh that can cause irritation or infections or whatnot so really the best thing to do is get like a gentle unscented soap i like to recommend um cleansers made for silicone menstrual cups like i use diva wash Mm -hmm. which is meant to be used with the diva cup sounds weird but like it the only reason that it's good for silicone menstrual cups is like same reasons it would be good for sex toys which is that it's really gentle and it's not gonna fuck with vaginal ph among other things Mm -hmm. toy cleaner industry is a scam that's my hot take (laughs) um someone asked are there any good songs about sex toys I was like, you you are probably asking the the correct person on hey, this. Rachel
1: Lark has one.
0: Yeah, Rachel Lark has about
1: the manual. Uh the manual says.
0: Right. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah.
1: It's just quite cute. Yeah.
0: Um, I also was thinking of there's a song by Reverie Sound Review called Rip the Universe that I've always thought was like low key about vibrators, mm. uh, because there's a mm. line that's like there's a line where she says, everyone is kind of lazy when it's time to kiss the lady. All these fantastic toys leave these boys sadly unemployed, <laughs> which is just nice. such a great line. Very I love good. it. I, I used yeah. to think of that line when I was using vibrators by myself in my bed because some boy had broken my heart. Um, yes, I mean, people say, like, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. I don't know that that sure. was, like, intended to be <laughs> vibrators. I kind of doubt it. There's a Macy Gray song called B.O.B., yeah. Battery Operated Boyfriend. Um, You know, weirdly, I have never written a song specifically about sex toys, as far as I can remember. But I do have a song called Bad Sex. That's wild to me. I know it's just I don't know I just like never really I probably will at some point um yeah. but I have a song called Bad Sex where there's a line about bringing vibrators to a hookup like mm. implication being because I know I'm not going to get off otherwise <laughs> because people are not going to put effort in and uh and I said some people love it they think it's so hot but some guys see a bullet vibe and act like they've been shot and uh, I, I love those lines <laughs>
1: Good, good. That's really good.
0: Yeah, if y'all have any other recommendations for songs about sex toys, uh, I'd be curious to hear them. Yeah, for sure. Oh, this is a good one. What the hell happened to Lalo? <laughs> Ready for some uh, industry snark? Uh, uh, how, how, how can I sum <laughs> up the, the saga of Lelo? Um. When I first became interested in sex toys around 2008, Lalo mm. was like, the nicest brand or at least yeah. was like marketed as such like it was like we're bringing luxury to the sex toy industry which was a new concept at the time genuinely
1: yeah like it was being the nice brand was kind of their whole thing and they were kind of the first to do it in the way that they did It yeah. looked like apple products
0: Right. And then around the same time was Jimmy Jane, which was doing a similar thing. And Jimmy Jane, that's a whole other story because they were acquired yeah. by, I think, Pipe Dream and they they have gone down the pipes, uh, yeah. so to speak. Um, but Lalo, like they were making nice toys. Like for 2008, they were really good. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing with Lalo is, and, and I've tried probably dozens of Lalo products over the years. There are some that i like now like i mentioned the Sela earlier i do still think they're making some good things but for the most part i feel like they never really prioritized motor quality and i feel right. like that's just uh, it would be an understatement to call it crucially important like it's yeah. it's baseline like if your vibrators are not rumbly enough are not strong enough They're just not going to be good no matter how much work and time and money you put into the design aspect of them. And
1: they leaned really hard into looking fancy. Yes. And their motors, which were
0: fine. Good
1: when, yeah, when they were the only people looking fancy, their motors were fine enough Mm -hmm. to stay novel. But now lots of people are looking fancy, and they still haven't touched those mediocre motors, and they're really not looking great now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still and, think Layla Motors the fancy
1: are... look looks worse, too. I don't like it. <laughs> it's gaudy. Yeah. It's not-
0: <sighs> I still think Layla Motors are like basically fine, but- they're not good enough for the price point that they're charging. And like Layla yeah. toys have gotten more and more expensive over the years. Yeah. They are ludicrously expensive if you try to buy them where I am in Canada, to the point that a lot of stores here have just stopped carrying them because it's not financially sustainable. Mm-hmm. And they're just not they're, they're as good as I would expect for like maybe an $80 vibrator and you're getting like a $180 vibrator. Like it's it yeah. just doesn't work out and then the other thing with Layla is that they've just repeatedly leaned into gimmicky shit over the years that they did not need to do an unforced error as my spouse yeah. always calls it and um, like you know it's been a few years since this stuff but a few examples are like they hired known domestic abuser Charlie Sheen as the spokesperson <laughs> for their for their condoms which their condoms were later discovered to not have good structural integrity if a hole happens in one of their condoms, you don't necessarily know about it because of the way the condoms are structured. And so... Yeah, the
1: the whole gimmick was that it had, like, these reinforced hexes all the way through it. So that... And it wasn't, like, a hidden design flaw that you didn't know that it broke. Like, the thing that they were selling was... If it breaks, you'll just lose like one of those hexes. It won't like explode all the way out, right? Right. But there is zero evidence to say (laughs) that a condom with a little hole in it is safer than a condom that has broken entirely. Right. However, you know that a condom that has broken entirely, you can do something to fix it you can take action because you can look down and see that something has happened.
0: Right. You can right? pull you can out, put on a new condom.
1: Exactly. Right. Or even things that you're going to do the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. Like
0: Plan B, etc.
1: Yeah, exactly. Plan B, um, post-exposure prophylaxis, any of that stuff, like mm-hmm. you, or even just getting tested, right. Whatever you need to do, you mm-hmm. know that something happened and you can make choices. If just a little pinprick happens, you're still exposed. There still has been fluid sharing. We don't know how much less than there was the other way, but yeah. you have no idea, right? Which, like, is a bigger problem.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah, not great. Um, and, and they're still making those condoms, by the way. Last I yeah, thought. and um, they're just
1: on the market. I see them every once in a while. I'm like, ah, it's like a ghost. <laughs>
0: They also did their thing where they made, I think it was a cock ring that was aimed specifically at male bankers, <laughs> and uh-huh. it
1: came I with a, uh,
0: it came with a money clip that said, I think, always be closing. Yep, <laughs> which is like so weird in like a frat bro not caring about consent kind of way like uh, yeah. I don't like that and then also it was so hilarious to vibe. me that like they sent me the press release about it and I was like oh like could I try it like which is very normal like usually when sex fight companies send me a press release it's because they're offering me a sample right and they said no and they didn't explain why <laughs> but it's like is it because I'm not a male banker
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're not a banker that's why you wouldn't understand
0: I'm not in the Lalo male banker club Uh, And then, of course, they did the penis tuxedo, but, I mean, I wouldn't really put this on the list of, like, Lalo gaffes, because I actually think this is one of the funniest things any sex toy company has ever done.
1: (laughs) You're like, I have no problems with the penis tuxedo. I don't want to slander it. It is the best decision anyone has ever made.
0: I actually just don't think there's a funnier thing they could have (coughs) possibly produced, especially with their reputation as, like... Not a funny sex up. Like That's very the thing. serious. Like, what's elegant. so like,
1: wild <laughs> is, is who did it. Like, it's a, if I, you haven't
0: seen it, it's a tux. It's a little tiny tuxedo that you're meant to wear on your penis. And the way that they marketed it was like, you know, you'll be on a fancy date night. You'll be making out after she'll go to unzip your pants and look, you've dressed up for the occasion. <laughs> And it was yeah, dry like clean they, only. Like <laughs> They were
1: so confident. Like they, they marketed it like having a tuxedo for your dick was an entirely reasonable thing to have. And they were selling you the nicest one on the market.
0: They did not
1: acknowledge that they totally created this idea, that no. it was frankly would be an absurd thing to be surprised by. Like they paid no mind to any of that and just sold it like it like like it was like a perfume ad. Like they,
0: (laughs) they, you can't. They were just selling
1: you a luxury dick tux. You can't. It was luxury limited edition dick tux.
0: It actually bums me out so much because at the time that it came out, I. I don't know if I like couldn't afford it or just was like, why would I buy that? But now I'm like, I feel like I have to have this. This is a piece of sex toy history. You can't get it anywhere, it's gone.
1: It's and, I, and I'm like,
0: where are the people who have it? Like, are <laughs> Will they, they selling it, it to you? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, someone got it in some like gift bag somewhere and right. just doesn't care. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. boxes of them in a Layla warehouse somewhere. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I should just email them and be like, hey, do you have a a tux that you could dig up for me?
1: What? The things I would do for a dick tux. Please, (laughs) just let me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at their lineup now and like there's a lot that they've done that was like fine. It's just like every time that they try to do something gimmicky – I'm always just like, you were so good when you were just making good vibrators. Like, you know, they're not the best. They've never really been the best. But like when they focused on just making good quality vibrators that do one or two things really well, it's like, that's great. Why do you have to make a fucking thing that does like a very slow come hither G spot motion and sounds super creaky and loud while it's doing it? Or why do you have to make an oral stimulator that like doesn't feel anything like oral?
1: The thing was so dumb. And that's the thing, like, their gimmicks feel more gimmicky than other sex toy companies. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know how, but, like, I don't know, Fun Factory tries weird shit and I go, that's weird. (laughs) But what would that feel like, though? Huh. Like, the Stronic was neat. Yeah. It was, like, unique and interesting and gimmicky, but neat. The (laughs) the Lelos are just not they really, it's a bad time.
0: <laughs> I, f- I forgot until I saw it on this page also that Lalo made the most painful sex toy that wasn't intended to be painful that I've ever used. Um, they made oh, a I thing like I remember. called the Lalo Ida. They're still making it. They're charging 239 Canadian dollars for this product. Oh my god it is like basically like a thing that spins against your g spot but also there's a part that sits outside on the clit right. at the same time yeah. and i tested it multiple times with my partner at the time and every single time it felt like there was a sharp rock pressing rhythmically into my g spot
1: yeah, and no. it
0: didn't feel good for him either and he was you know really turned off by how much i was clearly in pain and they charge more than two hundred dollars for the privilege of this. Like I just don't yeah, understand. I hate,
1: that. I hate that so much. I sorry the, he was really turned off by how clearly I was in pain. Was just a sentence that took me a little while to.
0: This was a wrap while ago. This around. was a, yeah. Really a partner. yeah. But I mean, also, vaginal pain is a different right. no, vibe. No. And if you're no, not it into is, it, it, is not... different.
1: And if you're not planning for a pain scene and all of that, and just and that just and also those words in that order are just. Not ones my brain is made to process well. And I'm like, (laughs) right, right. No, that's uh uh-huh. That is how people respond to those things.
0: (laughs) All right. One more question and then we're at time. Uh, Do you ever dream of opening a sex shop or owning a sex shop?
1: I have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know to what extent I still do. I would if I didn't have to, like, worry about financially keeping it afloat. Yeah. If I had all the money in the world and didn't have to survive off of the money it made and, like, could just do that as a hobby. Yes, absolutely. Um, or And or some type of community space or something, like, play space type thing, like, whatever within this capitalistic environment to like pay my bills. (laughs) No.
0: Yeah. I feel like everyone I know who owns a physical store or physical business, like Mm. a cafe or whatever, is just stressed out about money all the time. Yeah. And I really, really admire and appreciate the work that they do to create these spaces that I have benefited from so much. But Mm -hmm. personally, I don't think I could stomach it. Now, do I think about working in a sex shop again? Yes. I actually think about that a lot. Um, Yeah. And at this point, with my fibro being how it is, I just don't think I could do it. Like Back when I was doing it, which was when I was 25... I still had fibro but it was in a much earlier stage and even then I would be in so much pain at the end of a shift that like I couldn't like do anything Mm -hmm. I had to just like sit on a couch and like watch tv for a few hours but I do think about it a lot because like we were talking about at the beginning with like meeting people where they're at I just think that there's no better way to like see on the ground like the problems that people are facing in their sex lives and like actually help people on an individual basis and when I have mentioned this to my spouse, they have said to me before, like, have you considered, like, going back to school and, like, becoming a sex therapist? And I'm like, I have also considered that. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I think that these two things weirdly have more in common than a lot of people would think. Um uh, yeah. Because a lot of times you are helping people with stuff that they would just never feel comfortable going to their doctor or even, like, a not sex positive therapist about. Mm-hmm. And it is something that I miss a lot. And it is basically the reason why I'm on the sex subreddit so much is because I I really do like seeing what are people up to just regular everyday people in their bedrooms (sighs) or wherever. And uh, what are they worried about? What are they thinking about? And can I help them with that at Mm -hmm. all? And uh, I wish that it wasn't so hard to keep a sex shop afloat financially in this day and age of yeah. Amazon shopping and whatnot, because they really are important community spaces, especially the ones that offer classes and workshops and whatnot.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us for this very sex toy centric episode of the Dildorks. It was uh, perhaps a bit masochistic of me to do this while I'm not allowed to use vibrators, but uh, <laughs> I'm not like jonesing for them or anything yet. I mean, I might at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll be interested to see what what happens. But uh. yeah, I've been Kate Sloan. You can find me online at katesloan.com. If you want to search on YouTube, Kate Sloan, bad sex, you'll find that song Um, and not a video of me having bad sex. Um, That wouldn't be allowed on YouTube. Uh, (laughs) You can find me on Twitter, Instagram threads at girly underscore juice. I have two books out 101 kinky things even you can do and 200 words to help you talk about sexuality and gender. Where is your stuff?
1: I'm Billy Laura. You can find my porn and information about all my workshops and all the other things I do over at Billylore.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at BillyLaura and at BillyLaura underscore. Together we're the Dildorks. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the Dildorks and also the Dildorks.com. But most importantly, we're at Patreon.com slash the Dildorks. So we throw a couple of bucks our way. Help us keep doing this thing that we do. For $6 a month, you get access to our exclusive Patreon-only Discord, hang out with other sexy dorky listeners, and for $12 a month, you get access to our Patreon-only bonus episodes.
0: Thanks so much to our top-tier Patreon supporters, Nat, Amelia, MB, Amy, and Stabitha Christie. We really appreciate your support. Thanks also to Protodome, who did our theme song. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. I want you in the morning. Let's make a
1: of
0: you. I want you in the morning. Let's stay with me. Um, yeah I think most people like would not (laughs) would get this and would be like hey I thought I was getting a dildo but if you're doing Mm. you know um, does that sound mean or does it sound like (laughs) I'm doing non-consensual SPH with this person I don't know Um, I'm going to do that again